Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Olive Podcast. I'm Janine, Olive's Deputy Editor and Podcast Host, and each episode I'll be catching up with chefs, cookery writers and characters from the food scene in Britain and beyond. Join us each week to expand your food knowledge as our guests share 10 things we need to know about the specialist subject. And do listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where they also reveal their top cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. Okay, so I'm delighted to welcome Jeremy Pang to the podcast. Jeremy is a chef, owner of the School of What Cookery School, which is actually celebrating its 10-year anniversary this year, and author of two books, Chinese Unchopped and Hong Kong Diner, with another book, Jeremy Pang's School of What on the Way in May. So you've been quite busy, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, really busy. And uh, thank you for having me on the show. It, yeah, it's it's been super exciting times, you know, through, through a couple of tough years in yeah. hospitality. Uh, at least some nice things are happening, which is which yeah. is great, you know. Um, and as you say, we're celebrating ten years with School of Walk in Covent Garden uh, this year, um, uh, and it's the first ever School of Walk cookery book coming out as well which is quite nice you know so it's, it's nice to tie the two tie, tie them all yeah, together lovely so we've we've asked you here today because chinese new year is coming up on the first of feb it's kicking off then um and you're going to share with us your 10 things we need to know about chinese new year but before we get started <laughs> could you just give us a, a quick intro to the festival what it's about why it's held um that kind of thing yeah i mean you know it's the lunar you know, Lunar New Year or Lunar Calendar, you know, it, it, it's the, the calendar, the Chinese calendar that sort of follows the moon. Um, and it, Chinese New Year, you know, it's it's an important time of the year for, for, for most Chinese families. Um, it, I, I, I liken it to, a, you know, Thanksgiving in the US or Christmas uh, here, you know, it, it's a time where it, I think, well, most people in out in sort of Chinese in China, Hong Kong, or Chinese-based countries, they'll have time off over this this sort of two weeks. And actually, what a lot of people don't realise is Chinese New Year actually lasts for fifteen days. Um, so it, it's it's a big celebration, yeah. Um, and it's a, it's the time of year for everyone to get together and 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 see family and friends and their loved ones and and um you know and and yeah. <laughs> i think that's a, we were just saying that that's a big part of it isn't it i mean we're going to we're obviously going to touch on a lot of those points as we go through but let let's start with number 1 um which is eat well feast well um let's tell us about that <laughs> well it, you know this time of year it's all about feasting and it's it you know it's not just i mean new year day is the 1st of february uh, this year but it's actually the 31st or the new year's eve where traditional chinese families would get together and have one big massive feast and we're talking type of feast where if you see any holes or gaps in the table where there isn't a plate of food then there's something wrong with that feast <laughs> um, and 
And, you know, actually, when we were growing up, we would always make it a really big thing that we must meet on New Year's Eve with the the whole family and all of our extended family and cousins and everything. Now that we've all got our own kids and things, it's a little bit more difficult to do that. Um, And so, so long as we tend to, we meet at some point between the 15 days, I'm just planning that with my um, my mum and and my sister and her family at the moment. You know that we're okay so long as we've got a big feast at some point in those fifteen yeah. days. Yeah. That's interesting because because your point too was was see your family. So I guess is it New Year Chinese New Year is a big family time. Yeah, point two for me is definitely see your family. Like um, and we. Uh, we, we I think in my family we tend to have a, a a feast with my immediate family so my you know my siblings and and their children etc but also then we'll try and get our um sort of cousins together and we might go for a big dim sum mm-hmm. feast or something like that at, around this time of year as well uh which is always really yeah. nice is there like a hierarchy of, of who um is it always like a certain person in the family that provides the feast or is it like a potluck where people bring stuff? You know, what's the what's the yeah. setup? Uh, it, it's it's a combination. I mean, when we were growing up, my um, like a lot of Chinese families, my uh, one of my uncles owned a restaurant um, and um, we we used to always go to the restaurant around Chinese New Year. And, and, and you know, he would cook or his chefs would cook. Uh, nowadays. Uh, no one owns a restaurant. I mean, I don't even own a restaurant. You know, it's a cookery school. So, you know, it, it's um, it, it, it's more, well, who's willing to cook and get everyone into their house? Um, but yeah, we, we did have times where you'd everyone would bring a dish or there would be one person that you'd go to the main house and, and that one person would cook most of the food and then that everyone else would bring something along with them. Or at times, you know, we'd go to my Uncle Janga's house who... Um, which is a really cool name. I like his name. Um, but um, we we go to his house and he'd do a big sort of steamboat or something like that, um, which is like the Chinese hot pot or Cantonese style hot pot. You've got this sort of big bubbling sort of um, sort of almost cauldron of soup, hot soup bubbling away. And then we have all the fresh ingredients like sliced meat, sliced fish, noodles, you know, vegetables, and then lots of different condiments and sauces. And you you know, everyone is quite communal. Yeah. You kind of like dip into this soup and it just keeps going. And that the whole idea of that is that it's sharing. And then by the end of it, the soup is so tasty because it's had so many mm. things cooked into it after sort of three, four hours of eating. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, it, it just depends on 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 what people feel like around that time of year. But there are certain uh, dishes and certain um, uh, sort of foods that have like serious sort of, um, symbolism or significance around these uh, this time of year, and it, and it, it's those foods are sort of based around work, good wealth, good health, mm. long life, and abundance in life, prosperity, good fortune. <laughs> yeah, anything is all good. All the nice really. things, and you get to eat them all <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, right. The, the next couple are, are more about um, traditions that you that you valued uh, during uh, Chinese New Year so number three is red red packets red envelopes tell us tell us about the red <laughs> yeah. and I, I was yeah. reading about them they sound like the sort of thing I'd like to get through my door <laughs> right exactly red, red packets is definitely more of a thing when you're a kid um, that you get super excited by because um, uh, you, a red packet is a, like a lucky envelope um, that only um, 
you can only receive it if you're not married. Um, um, and usually it's if you're, you're, you're you, you, like to, to the kids or from the, from the adults to the kids. And, and you're supposed to receive it with two hands. That's the good, the good luck. If you, if you take it with one hand, then maybe you just have less money in there. Um, but, but the, the, the idea is that it's giving you good fortune for, for, and good luck for the new year. And that was, that would be our kids' motivation for going to not just all of our family's houses, but also uh, all of our family friends' houses that we didn't even, like some of them, which we, we may or may not even know. <laughs> um, and, you know, our parents were like, right, we're going to this uncle's house. Oh, do we have to? Well, they'll have red packets there. Okay, we'll come. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, I mean, that's my yeah. memory of, of red packets, yeah. Um, you know, so, it, so red packets, really important especially for children as you're yeah. growing up in, in, in Chinese yeah. New Year. And I, I think that, that sort of like bribery goes a long, a long way at Christmas for, for us as well. So I think it's all across the world. Um, and another right. traditional one for number four is um, lion dances, which I've seen and they just look so spectacular. What, what, what are they kind of representing? Yeah, lion dances are, uh, I guess, it's almost like a traditional like a ritual um, that has happened over many, many years. And, and it's, it's again, part and parcel of the sort of, um, uh, the excitement and the celebration, the celebrations, um, you know, a lot of the time you might have like fireworks and lion dances and, you know, things just to make the whole sort of community that much more excited and excitable. I think the, the, the lions or the dragons, they tend to be always like dressed in like gold mm. and red um uh, and and they would you know dance around and what's interesting is if, if you've ever been to the lion or the celebrations in 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 Chinatown um the the lion dances through Chinatown from one restaurant to another and to another you know they keep going from one to the next what a people a lot of people don't sort of realize is that actually uh, those lions are dancing through the streets going from restaurant to restaurant and that there's a usually a cabbage um that is put on the front door of each restaurant and and it's hanging off the front door and that cabbage they 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 have to eat the cabbage at the end of the dance t- towards the restaurant and what what they do cabbage or or lettuce is 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 or symbolizes sort of good good fortune and and prosperity and inside the cabbage the restaurateurs hide a red packet and that red packet is full of money that is there as a tip to the lion dancers who are usually from like martial arts um uh, groups amazing we've got a really quirky um one for number five uh, which is (laughs) probably would ring with a lot of people um don't shower on new year's day it washes away your luck (laughs) or maybe because you're too hungover i don't know (laughs) yeah that one says what it does on the tin. It does what it says on, t- on the tin, doesn't it? It's it's. Um, I never quite believed my mum on this one, <laughs> um, but that she 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 would always um, clean the house sort of two days before New Year, oh. uh, and then you know, and then on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, she like like no cleaning, and then on New Year's Day, it was like you're not even allowed to shower, like. Um, and my mum is by far more sort of um, 
superstitious <laughs> than yeah. I am, and 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 she, she she believes in all these things, and she you know, she doesn't necessarily know all of them, but she, she you know she tells me about them, and 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 that's one of the ones that is definitely stick mm-hmm. uh, with myself and my 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 two sisters yeah. they, you know we 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 tend to to try our best not to shout sometimes we forget <laughs> yeah. and you're like but oh. then we just don't tell our <laughs> <Yeah>. mum <laughs> it's kind of the opposite of what we've been told isn't it because normally new year's day it's like the new start of the year people doing a spring clean throwing out everything kind of starting again but you're <laughs> you're saying just sit on it for a day just don't do anything yeah. don't disturb all the luck that you've gathered just kind of leave it there and yeah right. I love that yeah 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 just let let the dust settle for a yeah. bit <laughs> yeah. um, and back to the food for number six um you've said make sure you have plenty of rice because rice is really important isn't it tell us about that yeah r- rice uh if you must have a like a full tub of rice in your house over the new new year period and and it what it is 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 like it's the supposedly that the link between heaven and earth um uh, and and it, it sort of symbolizes like fertility um and and it's just genuine like generally there for sort of like keeping everything together if that makes yeah. sense yeah um um and so and and, it, and and as from a food perspective like more practically rice in in our culture is the sort of core ingredient or that sort of um that 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 so everything it's the thing that everything else latches Mm. onto (laughs) um um, you know so we've always got rice in the house and no matter what happens even you have no other ingredients you can still eat still have rice with condiments Um, or rice with you know something to just perk it up a bit yeah. yeah absolutely i mean my dad used to tell me when he was when he was alive he was you know he'd talk about um uh, when he grew up and how he, that he actually grew up in uh, sort of refugee camps in Hong Kong and they, you know, they didn't have much food at all. But so long as they had a bowl of rice, they were OK because they had they'd have some bowl, a bowl of rice. If you had some soy sauce in one pocket and 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 a, and a chili in the other, then suddenly you've got a meal. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so so that was really important for, for them growing up. What, what kind what? variety of rice is most common at that that kind of new year feasting thing uh, you know it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter about the variety really? variety so long as it, it, usually it's a white yeah. rice yeah so um you know ja- jasmine rice or or a basmati rice is used a lot or long grain rice um anything like that will, will be good right. yeah and i think rice rice balls are particularly um new year i'm sorry particularly chinese new year a celebration food, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, rice balls. Yeah, like glutinous rice balls, the the sweet ones. They're called tongyun, and and then you've also got um, a, a rice, like a New Year steamed rice cake. Oh, okay, you yeah. call it, uh, which is basically like um, uh, almost like a like rock sugar syrup mixed with like a rice flour, um, and it, the texture of it is is quite gelatinous, mm. quite sort of sticky um and you you sort of get that mixed together and you you steam it for a a good period of time so it sets and then once it's set then um it sets quite hard but it 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 set hard because of the caramelization of the the sugar in there um but then once you then slice it once it's cooled and you slice it into to, to chunks then you can 
what we would traditionally do is wrap it in like scrambled in a, a, a well-beaten egg mix like you're making a french toast oh, nice. and then you pan fry that then you get the crispiness of the egg around the outside and then you get this sweet sort of sticky sort of jelly on the inside and when you bite into it it's actually quite smooth and quite melt in the mouth with a bit of a sticky bite to it sticky sweet bite that sounds it. gorgeous um and that's called lean goal which is the new year Fantastic. cake yeah. um Talking again of the of the things surrounding Chinese New Year, you've said um, touching on horoscopes and, and what they mean. I think twenty twenty two is going to be the year of the tiger. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 the years, as much as I know about it, although I, I think I got quite quite famous for for saying that I'm not a Chinese historian, I bet they, um, <laughs> um, on TV once. But I think the 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 horoscope like the. the they, they tend to follow what you'd expect that animal to be like. So, you know, 2022, like tiger, you know, oh, it's a year of courage, confidence, you know, um, all those types of sort of attributes. But to, to, to be quite honest, I have to ask my mum what's <laughs> happening uh, d- during this time of year to remind me of what, what the horoscopes are. But then if she goes into too much detail about, I'm the year of the rat, you see, because, and, and there's, there's, you know, if she goes into too much detail about my year and what whether it's a good or a bad year for me this year, I just tell her. To yeah, be quiet then you just because I don't really switch off. Know. If if you're telling me bad <laughs> stuff, Mum, I'm switching off. That that's a, a good yeah. example of cherry picking information, isn't it? Like being selective <laughs> about what you want to hear and what you don't want to hear. I love it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then we say, okay, don't worry about it. Let's just get back to yeah. the food. <laughs> <laughs> and then coming back to. Um, food and money two things that we've touched on um you said dumplings in money shapes are a, are a big thing tell us about that yeah yeah i mean dumplings are, are, are perfect for um creating uh shapes uh that you want um to st- that then sort of signify or symbolize something yeah. rather and actually like old style like the first ever dumplings would have just been sort of you know, a bit of pastry sort of clumped together and with a bit of filling inside. But over time, those shapes became more and more intricate. And um, uh, wontons, for example, when they're folded in that sort of gold ingot shape, I call it the Batman fold. So you sort of you, you've, you've got your you've got your tri- you've got your the square of dump of, of pastry, and and if you put it diagonal to you, then and, and then you sort of put your filling in the middle and you fold it over the top, then you get a triangle. And then once you've got your triangle, you 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 sort of bring the the hands together, oh. like and and once you overlap those hands, almost like a tortellini, yeah. um, you, you don't fold it inwards like a tortellini, you fold it upwards, um, and that's what creates this sort of gold ingot shape, which is like old Chinese gold money was shaped in that way, and so that shape in particular is great for this time of year because it's giving it should be giving you good mm. wealth. Um, or then the more typical like pleating folds might look like money, money bags, bags. Yeah. Um, you know that sort of thing. That's 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 quite important, you know. And it, it kind of trickles onto other foods, as I was talking about before, where you've got um, you know whole fish. In general, actually, in Ch- a lot of Chinese cooking and cuisines, we we don't tend to cut fish all the time. Anyway, we 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 like to eat it like steamed whole mm. or deep fried whole or pan fried whole or grilled and the whole fish signifies an abundance in life 
a whole chicken um, signifies togetherness uh, in life. You know, we've talked about rice. Long noodles signify long life or longevity. Mm. You know, so everything, as I say, is based around these sort of um, uh, this these sort of positive. Uh, ways of living or positive things that can happen and give us good luck, good fortune, etc. And actually, if you think about that, it's just another way to create, in my my mind, a a, a beautiful table of feasting food um, uh, that that makes everyone super excited and super happy and very full. It all all comes back (laughs) down to the feasting, doesn't it? I love it. It does, Um, You also mention, number nine, um, the importance of the Lantern Festival for kids. Tell us about the Lantern Festival, because I, I don't know about that. Yeah, there are a few sort of Lantern Festivals and, and, and like there's a Moon Festival later on, like Mid-Autumn Festival in, in later on in the year. Um, but uh, on the, so you, you have your Chinese New Year Eve uh, and then you've got your New Year Day. And then each day has its own significance in between. But on the 15th day of Chinese New Year, it, it, as far as I remember, it should be a full moon, um, and uh, that day, um, it, um, uh, you, you, as kids, you sort of get taught um, how to make like fun little lanterns um, uh, that you can put candles into, um, and and you, you know, and these days as well, you know, you get those lanterns that sort of people put up and start, they start floating yeah. into the air, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, and it's just really fun. And so you, you then get, uh, uh, when it's dark, you know, at night, you, you take the kids out, get them out with uh, with their lanterns, light their lanterns. Um, and it's just a nice sort of way to sort of end the Chinese New Year with with a bit more um, festivity, a bit more celebration. And it's quite a nice, calm way because you're out and you're looking at the stars and you're looking at the moon, if, uh, ho- hoping that the the weather's good, but yeah, it, you know that that that's that's essentially what Lantern Festival yeah. is. Um, and again, um, nice way for like the whole family to celebrate together as well. And finally, number ten, we're, we're going to go back to feasting again because um, you've written some amazing recipes for our February issue of Olive Magazine, um, which is going to be out at the end of January, so people can go and grab grab a copy. Um, what sort of dishes are, are you creating? And also, if people at home wanted to kind of you know, embrace it and do their own Chinese New Year spread. What sort of things should they be putting on the table so they can gather in a bit of that good luck and good wealth and good health? <laughs> okay, well, I, I think that the first thing is that I know that the sort of the core recipe that I've I've written is a pork, a pork belly dish, and 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 actually, I've written that probably more personally for me because. Um, uh, uh, not just myself, but everyone in my family uh, just loves pork belly. <laughs> um, um, and, um, uh, you know, and, and as I say, it's, it's family time. Is for, it's, it's, it's very important for the, to, to sort of share that love. And, you know, my, my father, he, um, you know, when he passed away, his, his sort of last dying wishes were to have um uh to, to for me to go and get him some crispy oh. pork belly so, yeah, yeah and 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 that has a lot of significance yeah. in our family i think it does in a lot of chinese families as well it's um a, and and there's so many different ways my wife she 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 wasn't always a meat eater but she she is she she well she she has been since sort of we start we start going out to be honest um but um and, and she always says that she doesn't like eating pork but then every time we cook pork uh, at home 
she can't get enough of it. And uh, and 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 so so it, it's it's one of those things where you, you know if you know how to cook it right, it it just mm. works. And this that pork belly dish that I've I've put into the the the, the magazine. Um, is a double cooked pork belly and it's actually slivers of pork so it's um finely sliced but you the first thing you do is actually um poach mm. that pork belly um for a good period of time in i quite like sort of right relatively like mellow sort of flavors with some chicken stock and some um five spice you know all the whole spices of starring so five spice cinnamon you know clove fennel you know those types of things those types of flavors and then once it's like being sort of slow poached, then it should be sort of really nice and succulent. You then let it cool and slice it. And then after slicing, um, then you can pan fry or stir fry it. And when you pan fry or stir fry that, then the outer edges of the fat of the pork belly go super crisp mm. and crispy. So you get this sort of slight crunch uh, from the outside and then this succulent meat, and then with a really lovely sort of soy glaze over the top, it just creates this deep, savoury flavour that just you just want to keep digging into. Fantastic. Now, all the other dishes that come, f- that, that sort of, I've, I've written in there, but also anything that you might want to cook around this time of year, should, in my view, sort of complement each yeah. other. And all be able to be eaten with a nice bowl yeah. of rice. And so, um, if you if you think about it, and you, you've got your, your your meaty dish and your pork dish, then you'd go, okay, well maybe I'll have a whole steamed fish, or I might um, I might have some dumplings on the side that are steamed and therefore not too like um, deep in flavour or or not too overpowering. I might have some green veg to go with that. Um, that will provide crunch uh, and and then perhaps even like a, a stir fry seafood and veg mm. dish um, it's, again to sort of balance it all out. When you're creating this sort of feast, whether it's for Chinese New Year or not, this Chinese feast, it's always about looking for that sort of balance of flavour, texture, colour. And that balance should be spread across the whole table, not just one plate of food. Lovely. So people can go away and, and think about that and think about the balance. It's, I mean, it's a nice way to think about eating in general, isn't it? But a bit of a bit of everything for people to dip into and share, I guess, as well as nice. Right, correct. Now we always say that one piece of meat in a Chinese dish, that say it's sort of three hundred grams, should feed sort of four to five yeah. people, as opposed to just be a steak yeah. for one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a, and it's a good way of cooking as well in terms of budget, because then you, you know, you spread in a really good piece of meat across quite a few people too, I guess. Yeah. Right. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing all that with us today, Jeremy. And um, people can... It's my yeah, pleasure. People can look out for those recipes in the magazine. They'll eventually be online. Um, so your book, uh, your new book, Jeremy Pang's School of Walk is coming out in May. What's the focus of the book this time? Yeah, well, you know, it's a school of what cookbook. So it, it's it's not just Chinese cuisine this time. It's it's based around sort of Pan Asian cuisine, and each chapter is is a separate cuisine mm-hmm. from a different culture. Um, and it really touches on some of the favourites from the cookery school, um, but also some new dishes that I wanted to put in there 
Um, and and we've you know I've even got sort of half of one of the chapters on Pinoy cuisine, the Filipi- Filipino um, cuisine, um, just from my travels, having seen things and tried things and tried some of the some really tasty food that I feel like. Um, you know, if people are excited about um, Asian cuisine, that they should, you know, sort of be open to mm. trying. Um, um, and everything is cookable in a wok uh, for this book, which is uh, nice. Um, but that doesn't mean it's all stir fries. You know, some of them are stir fries, some of them are steamed dishes over the wok, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, and so it, it's, um, yeah, it's 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 essentially a, a sort of almost mini encyclopedia around um, what cooking and and, and 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 things that we do at School Fantastic. of Wok. Sounds great. And where can people um, keep in touch with what you're doing? Where's the best place for them to do that? Is it online or on Instagram or? Uh, yeah, you know what? The easiest way and the most um, up to date uh, is is probably on the School of Wok YouTube channel. Okay. Um, uh, and you know we we that's every every Wednesday and Friday we're posting uh, recipes, uh, how to recipes from either myself or my team, um, and the chefs are getting really involved oh, now as well, um, which is lovely, and and we're getting a, a great following there because people are really sort of enjoying learning from right, each other. So yeah. people should just. Uh... Google School of Wok um, YouTube and they'll come up. Yeah, if you Google School of Wok YouTube or go to uh, www.schoolofwok.co.uk, you'll find it all there. Well, thanks again for coming to chat to us, Jeremy. It's been a pleasure. Real pleasure. Lovely to talk to you. And uh, (laughs) gong hei fat Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.